Last you heard, Janessa was leading us through the Forgotten Caverns. Or, you know, at least traveling with us through them. And we had learned that maps tended to be right. So when they're right, go left. <laughs> and so we did. After crawling through tunnels and getting tentacle slopped, we discovered a giant insect nest. Ones that devoured the corpses of long-dead warriors. I, uh, I remember a funny thing that was. Rory swinging us like a madman. <laughs> Throwing baby critters all over the battlefield. Bam! Knocking me until you're right out. <laughs> Good memories. Ah, but the time had come to move on in order to reach the Silvervane Orc tribe. And the next room we found ourselves in unlocked more mysteries beneath the mountains, revealing stories about Mekin, some I even knew, and a few that had been hiding right under me beard, as they say. last thing you see hanging from the ceiling are more of these tentacles kind of like silhouetted by the by the light leaving this room so uh it looks like it was like checking on the other one and so yeah you quickly slam it and you're able to get back you wait a couple seconds and you realize okay it's not coming toward this door or trying to get through you guys are good can i make a perception check for the room we're in now go ahead it's not great (laughs) it's an eight okay when you guys kind of like gain your breath and you know finish like breathing you guys see around you as Micah brings the hammer hand up with the radiant light you seem to be in some kind of entryway here Uh, before you a golden dwarven king statue stands around 25 feet tall It seems to be tarnished gold. One hand is lifted into the air, holding a crackling ball of lightning. There are thunderclouds surrounding his legs. The head holds a massive crown with a carving of the Gold Thunder Clan symbol. In the opposite hand, the dwarf is holding a greatsword, and on the middle finger stands the ring with the Craig Heart and with the Heart of the Mountain Stone. The rest of the room is in ruin. Cavins and dirt cover every surface. A few more dwarf and orcish corpses, which these are the first orcish corpses you've seen, hmm. uh, very, very decayed, like the like 500 years, so they're more skeletal, obviously. I pour my health potion on one. <laughs> <laughs> they come to life! <laughs> you have a new crew! Yay! Da, 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 da. Hmm. Uh, Behind the statue, 
is a set of double doors. So this statue faces you, and on the opposite side um, is is these huge double doors, uh, about you know 15 feet away from the statue. Uh, they were once ornate, but they are now dimmed with age. Piles of rock and debris block the left door, keeping it close, but it seems the right door stands ajar, opening outward into the next area. Upon closer look, the doors depict the head of a red dragon. Its gaze is intense, and two horns spiral upward. Tarnished gold surrounds the myriad of red ruby pieces, set into the doors like a mosaic. Below the fierce dragon is a short script in ancient dwarvish. Can I read that? Uh, Yeah, and if you guys want, you can make history or investigation checks on both the statue and the double doors. Perfect. I actually expected that. I, I made a history check and was not good, but my investigation was 16. Can I look to see if there's any emeralds around? Yeah, and two questions. are Is the thunder and lightning real or is it just carved? It is carved all and, from what seems to be gold. Okay. And then the uh, the ring itself is not, it's just, a, it's also just a carved ring. Like it's not the actual ring, right? Okay. Correct. Yep. I rolled a 10 on an investigation. I point at the ring like, I'm like, Kowloon, look, there's the real ring that your, your one is a replica of. <laughs> I I don't know if mine is a replica, but how do you know? Um, well, I mean, I don't think my uncle Grunyar would have been wearing a replica uh, for so many. Why years. not? Um, They'd probably keep it safe. You know, if it was just somebody, a fake. somebody oh, with true. a replica. That's that sure sounds like something somebody with a replica would say. I don't, <laughs> I don't catch your meaning entirely, but it's it, it's real. All right, hey, just just leave it be. All right, it's real. Ias, you're kind of looking about the the waistline of this uh, large statue. You do realize there's like one of every gem set into the statue. Unfortunately, like if you try to pull one out, it does not release. Like this, this stuff was mm. set in here to be set for centuries. This is an amazing statue. And Kaloon, uh, what did you get for either history or investigation uh, for the six? Oh, no. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you take advantage? Because you do know Dwarvish. Okay. So, yeah. Let me uh, roll that again. Boom, baby. 14. Okay, cool. Telnius, you recall Bartholm had a, a tome in his hut, and you remember it kind of just glancing over, like, myths and legends of, of dragons within Anu. You recall, like, yeah, like, you recognize a red dragon as something that exists in this world. You don't recall anything about whether or not like specific groups owned dragons or like any names of particular dragons, but you remember Bartolm kind of covering a class on them, just like what they are and, and that kind of thing, just to make you familiar with Kaloon, with your history check with the uh, Dwarvish script. It, comes through in kind of like patches of of your understanding but you can tell that this says something like the or our there is a sense of belonging on some of the last runes on the first word and then the second word is guardian and then the name 
that you read after, at least what the runes appear to be, are Saren Ko. And is this does this look like the same dwarf from the from the first part of the like the entrance of the cave? Yeah, I mean the first the first image was more archaic. This one seems to be specific, and your history check would actually know this as the more famed dwarven king, dwarven king Quartzer. So, guys, pretty sure this right here is is a red dragon. This this uh, yeah, it looks like right it. Here. Oh yeah, it's definitely red dragon. I remember reading about him. <laughs> that's that's horrifying. Uh, yep. That's not a blue eyes white dragon. So, nope. So the doors are saying something about our uh, uh, protector or uh, our guardian, uh, something something along those lines. Uh, Serenko, which I believe to be the name of that dragon there, uh, mm, and then yeah. and that statue I recognize as a dwarven king, Quartzer. Uh, Quartzer, I barely knew her. Okay, so nice. If that's if that's the case, then you're. I guess we could assume down this hallway is a red dragon named Serenko, who is the guardian of Dwarven King Quartzer's tribe clan, the the Thunder Clan. Maybe I don't know if it'd be guarding anything now. It's been centuries. Well, yeah. Give me um, Telnius and Ias both. Give me. Uh, either history checks or just straight intelligence checks. You know, I've always wondered, why is it pronounced dwarf and not dwarf? <laughs> Three. Well, 19. Uh, that's because the wharf, the wharf is down by the water. The, the wharf? <laughs> the wharfs are down by the <laughs> Janessa says. Like, you'd say something is carved, not corved. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would with your accent. Uh, I got a 19. Yeah, I got a three. Yeah, yeah. You you're like mm, Bartom probably would know about this. Um, mm, tell me, yes. you recall Bartom regaling a tale of some of the first battles between orc and dwarf, and you're now remembering that yes, in fact, there were dragons involved in that battle, and one of the dragons was on the dwarf side. Uh, and that name just suddenly comes to you, Serenko, as a red dragon who guarded the treasures of the dwarfs two millennia ago. Uh, guys, I just had an epiphany. I'm pretty yeah? sure Bartholm told me a story about Serenko, the red dragon that guarded the dwarven treasures like two millennia ago. Oh wow! I, no kidding. I don't know much about dragons, but one thing I do know is they live for a long time. I think well, there may be some serious dwarven treasure down that that route. A uh, millennia ago? How long does a dragon live exactly? And how long is a millennia exactly? Yeah, <laughs> uh, good point. Well, oh, that's a thousand years. I I know that. Oh, well, well, high five, Janessa. Nice. Would you like to be our new Slap. numbers guy? No, 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 no. No. I'm sure Bartholm said a few things about a dragon, but I don't remember. That's really interesting, mm-hmm. though. She's like, I'm the map guy. <laughs> <laughs> Janessa's the map guy. 
Um, and if I do, if I do actually compare where we are with this map, it looks like we're here dead center. There's some kind of great hall behind this door, and to the right is where some of the markings are for the orcish tunnels. So, oh, right here where this door is ajar. Yeah, beyond it. Uh, so I think we're getting close. Well, let's go check it out. I walk over there. So it's it's a double door. And the left one's kind of stationary within a rock slide, but the the right side of the double door is opening outward toward this great hall she's talking about. Yeah, so these two grand, like, spiraling uh, uh, horns are sticking up from this thing's fierce face. Hmm. There's only one way to go, and that way could both lead to the Silvervein orcs and potentially an ungodly treasure. I mean... I say let's do it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that seems like the way to go. Those both sound like really cool yeah. things. I mean, let's just let's just head in there. What do you think? Aye. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean onward. We're uh, kind of I don't know how many hours we've been in here, but yeah, it's it's been a while. Let's go. Yeah. So you guys um one by one kind of fit through this door, even just trying to shove it open more, you can tell this thing was either on some kind of mechanical track or cuz it is just so heavy. It is like two tons probably is how much this thing weighs because it's solid metal and stone uh you can tell it was guarding a very you know special area of these ancient dwarves you guys walk through the golden doorway beyond it lays a grand feast hall or at least what used to be grand it is now mostly caved in and the tables benches candelabras are all covered with grime and spider webs Only a fourth of the hall is open now. The entire left half is covered with rock and debris, all caused by cavens, similar to the entrance you came through. On the right side, half of the hall is still open, and there are three doorways leading into smaller chambers. There seems to be a bit of natural light peeking through the very last door. They are about 60 feet away from you, and I'll just have you guys roll perception as you step through this area. Four. 20. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, 15. 23. Both Ias and Telnius, you see kind of like a glimmer of gold again on the table, like the huge grand table that seems to be like carved from stone and set with those candelabras and other other things. So it, there's there's something it looks like it's knocked over. But in with that with your hammer coming through, Telnius, you and Ias first kind of go through and, and see that reflection of gold off the table. Wow, look at that! Uh, I I approach I approach the gold. I do as well. While you guys are approaching the table, call Un. I will have you make a history check at advantage because you're kind of rolling around a lot of this history in your brain. Like you went to college to study the, the, the bardic tales and especially the amount of bards in Octacraig who help run that college. You're, you're trying to dig deeper into what this dragon is. Okay. Uh, I rolled a, who this dragon is. Yeah, I rolled a 16. Telnius bringing up the fact that there were like battles more than millennia ago, before the Orcish Wars of 500 years ago, you do remember tales of this grand red dragon, of of it 
of it protecting gold like all of that starts to kind of click and you remember there was one final battle where the the orcs had come in and they had brought their own dragon and you remember Saren Co falling in that battle and suddenly you're like ah oh, one of the songs i learned is called the lament of Saren Co ah uh, oh everyone i I'm remembering, um, there's a song I know called The Lament of Serenko, and it describes a battle. The orcs had brought their own dragon with them, and it killed hmm. Serenko. How does it go? Yeah. yeah. Why I'd don't you love, sing a few bars? I'd love to hear this. <laughs> and you don't have to sing it. You can just read it like a poem. No, no, please sing it. No, no, no. Yeah, you're a bard. We need some inspiration yeah. here. All right. Um, well, okay. So I'll just uh, I'll just say it. Um, I don't. It requires a, a dulcimer to sing properly. Um, and oh, I, uh, well, there's perfect. one over there. And uh, uh, the, the and the tune the tune uh, is escaping me at the moment. I don't um, I don't quite remember. Um, oh, uh, I could accompany you. And Janessa <laughs> pulls out from like this tattered. Uh, like her knapsack, she pulls out this like old violin case and she just starts kind of playing a tune and you don't have to sing, but she just kind of like brings it out to give this background music. And you guys hear as swelling into this great hall and maybe a vision of the liveliness that used to once live down here. Dwarves sitting at the table, the, the candelabras lit, the sconces on the wall lit and just, you know, food being served. The liveliness that once appeared in this hall as Janessa brings out her violin and begins to play oh, behind your reading. Your mighty wings did beat. Your claws they did tear. But in the end, the orcish fiends had too much hate to bear. And now you've gone to the immortal plane. Taken by them, this war in vain. Your bright skills will burn with the summer sun. Your fangs will glimmer with the winter snow. Your fury will last, and your rage will echo out for eternity. Wow, that's cute. I know, it kind of sounds like Rory, right? A little huh, bit, yeah. Just the end That there. rage wow. part, yeah. Yeah, the end there, yeah. Not the fangs. Janessa just says uh, she puts a hand on your shoulder, putting away her violin, and says, "Good recitation. That was uh, that was really beautiful." Thank you, thank you. I've uh, I was trained uh, classically. Do you know a lot of those? Um, yeah, I know at least a hundred more. It would take way too long to get through any of them right now. <laughs> ah, I understand, and I'm starting to like pick up the gold things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both you and Telnius get to the table while the music was playing and the, the poem was being read. Um, we'll get a slam poetry reading later, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. not during this time. Uh, we'll go around and everyone just brings one poem that they prepared. Yes, um, I'm in. <laughs> no, you guys pick up the, um, you guys both find this statue, and it's about uh, yeah, it's about 15 inches tall and it's like almost an exact replica of the statue you guys saw out there but like much smaller gems and 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 pearls and and stones all inlay into this thing this this thing is probably priceless it is so old uh and made of pure gold along with the little uh stones uh gemstones set into it um but yeah it's most likely priceless 
Something tells me we should hang on to this. Uh, yeah. It also looks very heavy. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and call not it on carrying that. It's like, it's like 15 inches tall. All right, 15 inches. Huh. Whatever, give it to me. I'll okay, take great. it. Okay, great, yeah, but totally priceless. We definitely, I can help appraise it, you know, but just please don't make me carry yeah. it. I'm already super close just to let being me... un- encumbered. Sure, whatever. <laughs> let me just put this into my satchel here. Yeah. Uh, so you add that to your inventory, and the song uh, swells and ends. Uh, the lament of Sarenko has been performed for you all, and you now have these three doors. There's one closest to the entrance in the middle, and then furthest away. The one furthest away is the doors open a little bit, and there's some uh, natural light coming through. Well, Janessa, what's the map say? Um, that, I mean, it's not super detailed, but it did have an X on the right-hand side of this great hall, so we're at least close. Uh, we could investigate any of the three of them. Hmm. I'm down to look around. Well, should mm-hmm. we... I mean, is there anything that seems to be indicating which one we should open for, first? Foist? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's open up this middle one. Uh, Yeah, it's good to me. (sighs) You open up the middle one. Actually, give me a strength check. No. Uh, That's a four. (laughs) You can't get the door open. I walk up to him, step aside, and I try. (laughs) All right, give me a strength check. Yeah. And I roll a five. I loosen it up. (laughs) (laughs) I look at him. Yep, it's unopenable. It's not opening. If only Scuttles were here. Um, I'm going to get a check from Janessa. Okay. And she just walks up and she's like, she was trying to impress you and she does it with one arm and she's like, Ugh. it kind of gets stuck and she's like, uh, it's going to take a little a little bit more than that, I suppose. And she like does it with both <laughs> hands and she's like, and she like takes three steps and is able to get it open like two feet. Suddenly, Ugh. a cloud of sturges, these small oh, bat-like fuck. creatures, fly out. Everyone roll me a <laughs> D4. Just roll me a D4. Uh, okay. Right. Two. Three. Four. Four. Yeah, that's how many hit points you guys take as these things just come up quickly <laughs> like mosquito bite you and just fly away after sucking some blood. You guys are swatting them off, but Janessa, nice. you look over and she's just covered in them. <laughs> oh, she's like, no. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Janessa, stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> she's rolling on the ground and just screaming. She's like, Rory, ro- Rory, spin me around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so I run over and do the same move yeah, to her. Yeah, do a strength check. Yeah, if he's doing that, I'm ducking behind a table real quick oh yeah yeah i'm gonna go ahead and take three <laughs> steps back you guys just, I'm just drop watching. to the ground uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. ice is just nodding and watching I'm like, uh-huh. yes <laughs> okay so that's a uh, 12 yeah that's enough that that she you like spin around once or twice nice and she's she's totally fine as she like gets back to her feet and she's kind of wobbly and like trying to like uh, uh get her bearings a little bit she's like thank thank you and first she's like pointing to Kowloon and then she's like thank you I mean thank you and she like puts a hand on your head Brory 
<laughs> so I take that moment and I slip into the door. Yeah, so inside this room, and you guys can just kind of like walk through. This room has a damp odor. It seems that an underground water source has found its way within these caves. It pools just five feet within to the room where, you know, more of these cave-ins have, have broken the water in. Uh, Call Un, give me an intelligence check. Fifteen. You recall this room. It's almost like almost like PTSD, I suppose, like a flash of memory. This is where you crawled through nearing the end of your mindless wandering through these ancient caverns. You have been here before. Uh, I, um, I've been here. I know where this is. Oh, cool. This so is close. You know where we are. Hey, this is close to where I found Gylik. Huh. Really? Whoa. Hey. That's great. Where do we go? I've, I've, no, I've no idea. Well, what's in this room? Exactly. So on the left-hand side of this room is a opening like a... Uh, um, like a tear-shaped, sorry, a tear-shaped door opening into the next room, and you all see some of the light kind of, like, spilling in through the bottom, like, onto the floor near you. Uh, there. There. That, there, that's, that's the spot I found Gaelic. And is it moonlight or sunlight coming through now? Um, let's go through the door and find out. Okay. So all of you kind of, like, Kaloon, you kind of race kind of with this childish like wonder and awe, like being back in the place where you had found your weapon. Yeah, I'm skipping you rush. and going. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like like an excitement. Yeah, no, I, I know. <laughs> that was creepy. <laughs> okay. Um, the last door opens up onto a strange scene. There is a mound of corpses in the center of the room. They yeah. are lit by a small passageway 30 feet in the air. There, a small opening lets moonlight pour through. So you guys have been adventuring well into the night. It is probably around 2 in the morning at this point. Mm. You know, what you can guess with the amount of moonlight. At the base of this pile of different orcish and dwarvish bodies and like armor and skeletons uh, are some fallen pillars together. They're on the farthest end of this room. There are two corpses at the very top of this pile, and they are embracing each other. One is a dwarvish warrior, the other orcish. Their skeletal hands are entwined like lovers. Um, I, I was not in my, my right mind when I first came here, but... I don't remember all of these corpses here. I. Well, it looks like these two really meant a lot to each other. I. Are you sure these were here when you were here last? Um, I. I guess no. I'm not sure. I don't know where else they could have been. But. But they they look like ancient, right? Like these look like they, these bodies have been here for hundreds of years. Yeah, these look like the same that you've been seeing back from the Orcish Wars. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I guess they must have been. Just as you're kind of like puzzling this and going back and forth, Janessa just kind of points and says, Kaloon, your your ring. 
and the ruby on your ring gifted to you from Grunyardun Canyon begins to pulse with a pale red light. I take it off and smash it underfoot. Like, oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it stops pulsing. Yeah, no. Good <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't do that. So it's pulsing. You all watch as a chain around the orc warrior's body, the one at the very top of this pile, begins to pull at the body and pull the body upward, lifting it into the air. The ancient metal snaps, releasing the bones back into the dwarf's arms. But the amulet remains floating in the air. A small round pendant begins floating down magically this pile of soldiers' remains. Kal'un, your hand with the ring glowing rises into the air to meet the amulet. When it comes closer, you see a simple silver piece with orcish script carved into it. When it's before you, Janessa, standing beside you, exclaims, That's... that's the mock of the Silvervein tribe. Suddenly, the silver liquefies, breaking into spiderweb lines in midair. The chain drops to the floor, and the silver shoots quickly to your ring. The silver lines wrap around the ruby gemstone, creating veins. The heart of the mountain stone begins pumping ever so slightly with the rhythm of your own heartbeat. Uh, that is when you feel Gyluk lift off your back and float beneath your grasp. Uh, guys, this is this is cool, right? Or should I be freaked out? I, yeah, I, just roll with it. Yeah, maybe both. Uh, okay, and i i try to I try to just like grab it, like with with my hand. Yeah, as you take the double-bladed weapon into your grasp with the ring on it, red and silver light bursts from its core. Doesn't do any damage, but the light kind of overwhelms you. You guys have been traveling through these dark caverns. Two wispy figures appear to rise from the corpses at the top of the pile. The orc warrior and the dwarf warrior are shown glowing a radiant white. They stand above their long dead bodies and look at each other. Fidelma, uh, bless the creator. Wow. Oh, you're as, as beautiful as you were in life. Nox, please, you're making me blush. Oh, the dwarf spirit runs and hugs the orc spirit. I'm so happy to see you again. They both cry with relief and joy. After their reunion, they look down the pile of bones and ancient armor. Their spirits float downward and stop before you, Kal'un. Nox says, As midnight draws near, our dream becomes visage. The moonlight still shines. We face it with peace. Together, they say, The fate of our love. The orc speaks, My blade! You've returned it. 
he begins um, reaching forward, but the dwarf spirit slaps his hand away. Yeah, I, I pull my blade closer to me when he does that, too. <laughs> uh, when you do that, his body actually edges closer to the blade. And he goes, whoop. And Fidelma's uh, like, she's shaking her head. She's like, our blade. Thank you very much. Sorry, dearie. In death, he's forgotten all about manners. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Fidelma Barley Barrel, and this here is Nox Silvervein. At your service. The orc spirit puts his clenched fist to his chest and bows to you. Um, wow. I, I am uh, Kowloon, the entertainer. Um, you, you probably haven't heard of me, actually, because um, uh, you've been uh, dead. Dead, dead. Yeah, I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, us. we've been dead for for I'm sure centuries at this point. You know, we didn't really have consciousness when we were down. But yeah, and she's pointing back at the the dwarf woman. She's like pointing back, and she's got like heavy armor, um, and she's got uh, like a shield on her back. She's got braided red hair, um, but not much of the color shines through in their ghostly pallor. And also, did you say barley barrel? Oh, I, yes, I'm the daughter of, uh, of Ivan Barley Barrel. Yeah. Oh. Well, you're... Yeah, we didn't quite get along in the, in the last, uh, days, though, unfortunately. That means you're, you're my ancestor. Oh, is that so? I believe so. <laughs> wow. Hey. So I'm like your great, 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 uh, aunt? Uh, you could probably put a little bit more greats in there. I, it's been a long time. I don't... Nox's ghost, the orc, comes up in, like, shakes your hand he's like nice to meet you son uh, I, I i quickly <laughs> i quickly move the blade to the other hand and put it behind my back to shake his hand i don't want him taking my i don't want him taking guy like oh yeah that that we we constructed that actually it was, it was kind of a gift i had for her um yeah but things didn't end well and he's kind of pointing back at the the pile of bones so Ooh. um really quick is that what this war started over? Was was the two of you? Oh, nah, but we certainly didn't help anything. Him being a descendant of uh, Croc Silvervane, one of the many bastard children. Sorry, Nox, eh, I'm over it. It's been a lot of years. Uh, and and me being the direct daughter of, you know, the war hero, Ivan Barley Barrel, you know? Yeah, once it was found out, well, it was kind of a shame. Really? And Nox steps forward and he says, I have many regrets. My brother discovered our meeting here in these caverns, and that is how the orcs discovered this area. I hold a lot of guilt in the afterlife. It is because of me that the orcs overtook Ben Ness. I, that being why me, me father didn't really uh, like me in the last of days. Uh, it looks like things didn't really turn out too well. No, but we fought off all these bastards together. And they kind of like look at each other. You're the son of Croc Silvervane? Uh, yeah, like indirectly. You know, it wasn't official because, you know. Indirectly? How's that work? Uh, artificial <laughs> insemination. <laughs> but you'd still be his son. <laughs> Yeah, a bastard son. So I, it's not like I had any oh. uh, royal rights uh, within the within the tribe, but you know, I still had renown. And my brother, yeah, he he didn't like me. He was he was even lesser regarded. So yeah, when he discovered what was going on, it wasn't good. But uh, we fought side by side with that weapon, 
and he points at Gylock. Uh, yeah, if you if you take it apart, you know, you can you can use one in one hand, one in the other, or throw it to a partner. Whoa. You know, All put right. a lot of design into Colleen, it. Colleen, yeah. did you know that you could take it apart? You never I, do that. No, I I literally that's how I put it on my back. No, I don't I don't think so. That's pretty <laughs> that, cool. <laughs> remember, remember in the first season where I stabbed the sea snake and then stabbed it again with the other half. Huh. The first season. <laughs> <laughs> We've been alive for many seasons, man. Uh, like, yeah. like fall. Uh, <laughs> Janessa says. No, I mean the first season we were all friends together. Yeah. And we fought the sea serpent. Uh, also, just from context, it's literally the only sea serpent that we fought. So, yeah. <laughs> well, then you could have just said that. Okay. Yeah. You, you know, uh, you're right. Fidemos says, I don't know what your friends are thinking. It sounds like you know what you're doing with this blade. If if you're a descendant of the Barley Barrels, you, you know what you're doing. I trust you. Hi, thank you. Knox, the orc, who has kind of like this little braided, uh, kind of like a Padawan braid behind his left ear, cropped hair, and he, he, you can tell he's got like a couple of scars across his face. like, uh, And he's got kind of bigger tusks and uh, silvery, wispy skin. So obviously one of the Silver Vein tribe. He just says, um, yeah, you know, it, it's... Yeah. I hope I hope that the the you know, I really took a lot of time in and and planning out the the aerodynamicy and the balance of the blade. Have have you found it uh, up to par? I, I have. It's the only weapon I've ever used in combat, uh, except for a dagger. But uh, yeah, is there anything else it can do? I knew that it could come apart, um, but I never knew it could just hover there under my hand. That was new. Fidelma looks down and she she says, "Ah, oh, you've got you've got the Craigheart. Well, Aye. it seems it's reacted somehow to the silver vein. Oh yeah, we 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 used this when we were battling together and it would have each other's back. I've never seen it come together like that in just one. Must be because we're both dead. The blade's now chosen you as its owner. Huh? Interesting." Yeah, I mean, it could also be I have orc blood in me. And Knox well. is just like, oh, nice. Radical. <laughs> and he, he says, pound it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I give him Knox. Yeah. You give yeah. him Knox. <laughs> yeah, I give him. <laughs> <laughs> you give him Knox. Uh, he gives you Knox back. That's nice. interesting. Um, what exactly are the two of you still doing around here? Uh, you know, we... The rent was cheap and, <laughs> you know, lively crew of neighbors. And the decor. The yeah. dead core. People are dying to get in here. That's right. <laughs> oh, what are your, your all names? Hello. My name is Ayas Synthorn. I'm the champion of the Sandalwood Forest. Oh, uh, Telnius, Bishop Trayland. <laughs> uh, Rory, uh, the hammer, Lil Ari, Harbinger of Death, Kilgannon. Uh, Janessa, uh, Huntress of the Night, at least one of a team of two, um, also hailing from Norholm, and she bows. And Knox is like, Norholm? What? But you're, uh, you're at least half work. Um, you grew up in Norholm, though? She's like, yeah, um, kind of was raised amongst the elves. That's a long story. But uh, I've made my way back down here, actually, to reconnect with the Silvervane tribe. You're the first I've spoken to of them, even though you're dead. 
And Knox just kind of like looks over at Fidelma and they kind of like give each other a look. And Knox just says, so you're trying to get to the Silvervein orcs? Yes. To do what? Well, we have a list of of new ideas, a new kind of rulership, one that would hopefully spread equality over all the people of the lands. Including orcs, Janessa says. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're trying to unite as opposed to divide, which seems to be the, the plan of the current monarchy. Unfortunately, we do have to take down our current monarch. Uh, um, who would that be? His name is Aston. Uh, Whitehammer? Aston Popkin. Popkin? Uh, and he, I don't know what ghost spit looks like. I guess it's like, <laughs> uh, not miasma, but what's Iker. the, what's plasma. like, yeah, ectoplasm. No, it's like, it's plasma. Ecto- oh yeah, ectoplasm. Ectoplasm. Yeah, that's what, yeah. It, I guess it's just like ectoplasm. He just spits on the ground. <laughs> it's like, they have never been kind to the silver vein orcs. I can't believe one of them sits in the throne. Really? Their yeah. ancestors used to be scum too? I, I definitely like climb down there and, and like scoop the ectoplasm into like a little vial. Like uh, <laughs> collecting this. <laughs> to study. <laughs> to study. This is cool. Fidelma's like, ah, oh, yeah, there's a whole hidden history that uh, many of the dwarves keep hidden and many of the humans keep hidden from from the rest of the of of Trayland. I there's been centuries of, of of abuse coming from the Popkin family in particular. Of course it would be hidden. Uh-huh. That makes sense. That's just like them. I, I, I that makes sense. Yeah, Knox says he kind of steps back. Wow, I didn't realize I would ever feel anger again. It still feels empty though. So you're saying that the Popkins are are known for abuse and, and kind of ab- abuse of power? Well, they, they, from many, many years before the Orcish Wars, had come to the crags, the mountains that make up the spine of Sutlin, and they had actually struck a deal um, with the Silvervein Orcs that they would help give them tools to mine the silver and this produced great wealth and that was supposed to be shared with the orcs but after centuries of misuse and just never always changing the 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 treaty or always changing the deal and just really giving us the shorthand of the stick we finally branched off from them we stopped working with them but they had already made their own family's wealth and to be honest it was kind of the last straw when they pulled out and did not pay us any money. And that's, that is the main reason the Orcish Wars began. Of course. Well, I'm sure it's pretty hard to survive down here with no crops. Definitely sounds like uh, we um, are primed to go because uh, we're trying to overthrow that monarchy. So I bet the Silvervein uh, clan will want to do that so is there any do you think that there's any proof of this betrayal that we could you know not only once we we convince the silver rain clan to join us but we could use to share with the rest of the world that how cruel and and evil the the popkin family is Hmm. 
Orcs aren't ones for keeping records, but there may be those who have passed down the story, those in power. There might be records, though. Humans have a knack for for making contracts, so there may be a copy at the palace Mm. back in the tribe. Which direction Uh, would that be? Yeah, so you're all trying to get there. And he's he's kind of like turning around. Sorry, it's it's been a while. Um, just give me give me one second. Take your time. And he starts kind of searching around the room. He's kind of pointing one direction back south. He's like no, and then he turns around back north, and he's he's looking at those two pillars that are falling into each other. And his ethereal body walks through the solid stonework. When he reappears, he speaks here. Uh, just behind these pillars, uh, the tunnel I used to meet uh, with Videlma. <laughs> and Videlma <laughs> smiles and she's like, "'Twas nice while it lasted, you know, until your family found out and charged through the tunnels with a siege force." I oh, and I I wouldn't worry too much about that. Like hardly anyone ever talks about it anymore. It's it's oh, not that. Big oh, that's of a good. Deal. Uh, I thought it would be way more embarrassing. Knox y- says, "Yeah, no, you're you're fine. It's fine." And he looks at Fidelman. He's like, I can't believe it. it's been 500 years and you still can't let it go. And she just like shoots back with something. They start bickering back and forth. As they're bickering, Kalun, you feel this strange sensation that you can activate uh, power within Gylock. Hmm. I feel as if a new power within, within my blade. And it feels familiar. And then I, I take it. You're not about to blow us up, are you? <laughs> uh, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, Janessa steps. Yeah, back. you might, you might want to stand back. Everyone, everyone, back up. Uh, maybe the ghost would probably be okay. Uh, and then I, they're still bickering. They <laughs> don't even pay attention to you. I, I take it. I run up to the pillars and I jump up as high as I can. And with Gylek over my head, I swing it down and, uh, and cast a shockwave. The, the force emanating out from this sends a shockwave through the stonework. The cracks in the wall grow, and just like what had happened with um, with your shatter spell earlier, another smaller cave-in happens. At that, the power, the, the light of your ring glows, and this time it's a red and a silver light, both glowing, both, both pieces of, of stone shimmering. Ooh. And suddenly, while they're bickering, both ghosts get sucked and oh, vacu- uh, vacuumed into your ring. And uh, Nox kind of... <laughs> Nox uh, chimes in from within. Oh, God, it hurts. And oh, God. <laughs> wait, wait, no. Sorry. I'm in total agony. <laughs> but Delma, after like a brief pause, you all are kind of just staring at the ring, Kowloon included. She just goes, how rude. And Knox is like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of neat in here. I can still see. I'll guide you as you go. And so this whole opening has now opened to a new, more natural-looking cavern with some type of path that at least four could stand abreast and walk down. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Uh, I just want to say that right now we're living through some anxious times and there's a lot to worry about and 
There's a lot of things that I could point your attention to, but at the moment, I want us to focus on our Asian American and Pacific Islander neighbors and friends. It is horrifying to see the amount of hate and violence plaguing our communities. In response, we will be donating 100% of our Patreon funds for the month of April to the organization Asian Americans Advancing Justice. If you'd like to help give, just simply become a patron this month. And on top of your donation, you'll be getting access to our bonus content. On top of money and donations, those kinds of things, it's also good to be that point of accountability within your friend group. Anytime you hear a joke or a comment that is dehumanizing, stand up, say something. Be the person to put an end to that and draw those boundaries. Um, otherwise, things continue to stay the same. But all in all, it takes us acting at an individual level to make an impact on a communal level. Uh, so thank you for taking the time to consider this, consider donating, and consider the impact of our actions. Thank you as well, obviously, for listening to this episode. I'm Andrew, your DM, aka Danger Mom. Brad played Rory, Colin played Call Un, Micah played Telnius, and Taylor played Ias. Special thanks to Darren Pegram, our special effects engineer, and to Sam Anderson, our theme song composer. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChasmQuest. And let us know that you like the show by reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, and we'll give you a shout-out. Special thanks to T-Man Ditch and Armless Man, parenthesis, Rory's Victim, and parenthesis. <laughs> it's good to know that even without those arms, you can still love the show. Um, thank you so much for your kind words. Um, as always, you can go to chasmquest.com to join our Discord, buy merchandise, or read up on the ChasmQuest universe. Special thanks to our new patron, Noah of Try Not to Die. Thank you for joining our little Patreon fam. And to come join in on the fun, go to patreon.com slash chasmquest and become a member today. Reminder that our highest tiers at $10 and $15 we are inviting you to come play some Candlekeep Mysteries, the newest adventure out from Wizards of the Coast. April 17th will be our first session, so join anytime before then to register for these one-shots. Be on the lookout for more dates coming up. Until then, stay rowdy and enjoy the rest of the episode. There are 100 yards of darkness until it opens up into a breathtaking phosphorescent world. Caverns of shimmering stone, caves filled with streams, teeming with albino lizards, glowing tadpoles, eyeless reptilians, and you hear the squeaking of bats and sturges and the crawling of never-surfaced insects. The tunnel continues north through the crags 
Knox says, Damn, never thought I'd see these caverns again. They're beautiful. And Janessa asks, um, Hey, can you ask them how long it is till we reach the tribe? Yeah, so I, I so how how long is it? Like how long is this going to take? Uh, last I remember it took about a 2-day walk in order to reach here. Well, from my home. Oh, wow. Um it's going to take about 2 days they're saying uh to get all the way to Silverbane. I better get moving. Well, I'm pretty tuckered. I say we we the go ahead and take a long rest. I Yeah, you guys are able to make camp and you guys can make conversation either with um Janessa or Knox or Fidelma um or amongst yourselves. I go grab Kalun's hand and I raise the ring and I'm just like, Can you hear me in there? Uh I yes, yeah, I uh, Yeah, but uh I think if if you want to speak with us in the future you kind of have to activate something. So this might last for a little bit, but um, in order to do it in the future, you may have to do something like, I don't know, read the script in Orcish and then in Dwarvish, and it will unlock our voices again. Oh. Um, and it should be noted now with the power of the heart stone or the Craig heart, heart of the mountain as well, it is you now have a base understanding and can read Orcish. You cannot speak it, but you can now Ooh. understand it when it's spoken to you. Okay. I I I take the I take Gylok out and I read the script in Orcish and then in Dwarvish so I can hear the voices of Nox and Fidelma. Yeah. Well, ask them about this, and I pull out the fifteen-inch statue, the golden statue with the gems nice. on it of 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 dwarven king Quartzer. Do you know anything about the statue that Ayas has in his hand? Ooh, yeah, that's a beaut. Ah, yeah, that's uh, one of the old statues of dwarven king Quartzer. He was really pivotal in, in gaining much of the wealth of uh, back uh, into the dwarven hands. That was before peace, you know, before King Elric Whitehammer took power, back when we had dwarven kings. So he died right around, oh, I want to say 170, 160 BP. So quite a few years ago from now, he was known for getting the dwarves through much of the War of the Three with that uh, High Lord Victor and his uh, whole trying to take over all the islands for the humans against the elves. You know, the elves, they had that chief Elsifar uh, folk, and, and, and uh, you know, our, uh, our main leader okay. was probably Gold Thunder. Yeah, okay, great, great. Cool, so what, is, what does it do? Oh, it's just a fancy statue. Uh, how, how do the orcs feel about this statue? Oh, you'll, you'll want to keep that hidden. All right. Yeah, any symbols praising any of the dwarven leaders. Probably not wanting to have them out in the open when you get into the clan. Is it at least something worth to the dwarves? Oh, yeah. If they if that was recovered for the dwarves, they would do almost anything to have that back. Uh, that, that would be some type of relic if, if y'all haven't been able to get down here for quite some time. Uh, so, uh, pro tip... Yeah, let's definitely keep that hidden when we go talk to the orcs. I take a step back from Ayas when I say that. And maybe uh, maybe you might want to separate 
Galok and hide the dwarven side of that when we're talking to the orcs? Hmm. Maybe. Uh, Just an idea. Yeah. I'll keep it sheathed. But you're also a dwarf. I am. But he's, he's also an orc. Well, true. I, but I'm just saying, like, if we're hiding dwarf stuff, like, he's a, dwar- he's a dwarf. <laughs> Fair. Maybe, I, maybe you carry the dwarf stuff, then. I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm really going to bank on the fact that I'm both dwarf and orc to try to, to, to garner peace. Uh, You're a big old dwarf. <laughs> <I'm> a- <laughs> Janessa comes up, and um, Janessa's Janessa, like, I am starving. Oh, I've uh, I've got some good rations here. Um, I've got a flank of of goat leg I could roast up. How about we do that? Absolutely. For you need some fire? I got you covered. And so you guys build a fire. You get a flank of goat leg, and you start roasting it. Janessa's like, I've also got some of this blackberry wine that I've made. If you guys want to close. Oh, really? Yes, absolutely. I'd love some. Cool. I I create some fresh water for us to drink. Where'd you get this? created it <laughs> i meant the wine that's pretty cool I, I i make it from the blackberries back in norholm no kidding um, actually yeah kilo was actually a really big fan of it um i can see why yeah we had this uh friend cara selvi that traveled with us and she had the craziest drinks though her home brews were like astounding <laughs> And, uh, but don't take any, like, mushrooms from her because you'll have the night of your life. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Wait, don't take them? <laughs> yeah, don't take them. Don't have... take them because we'll have the night of our life. <laughs> yeah, it'll be joyful, but it'll also be really scary. <laughs> hmm. huh. Sounds like normal. <laughs> right, sounds like our life. <laughs> uh, yes. It was a very paradoxical experience. Hey, Rory. Uh, I know this is usually IS asking you this, um, but I've got something I, I want to test out. Uh, would you be willing to spar with me? Yeah, I would do that. For sure. Right now? Right here? Uh, yeah. I mean, Telnius, would you would you mind healing us after if we... Well, if we're, maybe get if we're planning on resting after this, then no, I've got no problem with it. All right. Um, and we can have a three-way if you want, IS. Uh, no thanks. What? I'm down for a three-way. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> what new skills did you learn how to do? Uh, well, it's uh, it's just fighting stuff. I, I I've got an idea. Oh, with oh, so fight? you meant no, fighting? No. Oh, I yes, yeah, yes. I can fight. Well, then no, I'm good. <laughs> so I I just kind of back away from the camp a little bit, and I take Gylik out, but instead of using it as a staff like I normally do. I, I take it apart and I use it as uh, like as two separate weapons in my hand and I just kind of ready up. Do we hear the the weeping and wailing uh, as you separate the two lovers? <laughs> no, but I- no, but Kaloon does, <laughs> and they're like, "No, we just got back together." And you can tell the larger blade is orcish script, and that's where uh, like a silvery shimmer comes from. And mm. then the smaller dagger-like blade is actually connected to Fidelma, and that has a more red shimmer as you separate them. So they kind of glow a little. The script glows a little bit as you separate them now. Uh, and I, I have rolled 17 on initiative. Ooh, nice. What'd you get, Rory? 14. 11. If I'm involved. Sure, yeah. I mean, and I guess Telnius can be involved, too. I just didn't know if he'd want to fight or not. Uh, I'm, I'll sit it out. I'll watch. Yeah, Janessa's like... 
Oh man, are they gonna? They're gonna spar. Yeah. <laughs> do they do this a lot? All the time. <laughs> it's it's annoying. <laughs> and she just kind of sits back, like gnawing on the meat and like drinking some of the wine. So go ahead, Kaloon. <laughs> uh, me smiling through their tears uh, <laughs> runs up runs up to Rory and attack. I attack once uh, with the dagger side. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Um, just so I'm that's... clear, you asked me to join Rory in fighting you. Um, whatever you want to do. Just a, it's a, <laughs> That's what I heard. Look, it's a, it's a three-way. <laughs> whatever you interpret a three-way as. Okay. <laughs> I'm guessing. Janessa just leans in. She's like, I've got three silver on the buff halfling. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to take that bet. I don't want to give you money. All right. And she just goes back to drinking her wine. Uh, so I'm guessing a 10 doesn't hit. Nope. <laughs> Do you have to confirm a, a crit? No. No. Okay. Then, uh... <laughs> okay, so that is 13 points of uh, slashing damage and 6 points of radiant damage. So that's 19 points of damage total? You're the numbers guy. But I guess if you're if you're in a rage, then it's half of the slashing, but... Well, I haven't had a turn yet, so okay. oh, it is a true. magical weapon, actually. So it is—he's not resistant. Oh, wow! Yeah, okay. Well, never mind then. So, and you see, as Rory is struck with the larger blade, the orcish script glows much brighter, and yeah, that radiant damage comes from a more silvery type of moonbeam as Whoa. Rory is struck with it. That's cool. Ooh. And uh, and then I take an acrobatics to just kind of like hop back and away from you and with a 14 so I don't know what you would need to do to oppose that. But. Brad, what's your AC? 17. Yeah, so you get an attack of opportunity. Ooh. If only I didn't roll a 5. <laughs> That's going to be a 16. Yeah, that uh, that is my armor class, so yeah. Roll your damage. That will be 14 damage. Oof. <laughs> okay. So I, as as Kaloon tries to um, acrobatics, like cartwheel away from me, knocking him off balance a bit, I'm going to leap forward and attempt to grapple him. All right. Give me as a strength. I go into a rage. Oh. Give me a strength contest. Oh, no. <laughs> I scream, rip his arms off. <laughs> Janessa's like, whoa, this is getting bloody. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so that's a two. Oh, God. 23. <laughs> Kaloon, you just got this new weapon. Now you're going to die. Right? <laughs> Roy comes up from behind and gets you into a full Nelson. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> So I'm trapped. Janessa's like, Janessa's like, all right, I see why you didn't take that bet. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you were going to go to Ayas. I look at both of them and I just smile really wide and I sheathe Vanessa and I go sit down next to Telnius and I start eating. (laughs) 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 And and then after after he does that, I look at um, Janessa and I'm like, well, I now that Ayas is out, I I wouldn't I wouldn't count Kaloon out. 
Let's see how you let's see how this plays out. Three, three silver on 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 the halfling. All right, all right. I got three silver on Kaloon. Oh, get me in on this. Nice. I'll take three silver on the halfling. Uh, Wait. All right. So, I don't know how betting works. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Neither if, do I. If, if the halfling wins, I'm not paying six silver. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> You can split the three. And Janessa just <laughs> smiles and nods as we go to Kaloon's turn. So you're you're currently grappled. You can try to um, escape, though. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, I'm not going to bother trying to escape. I'm going to escape by <laughs> casting a level three thunder wave. Oh, boom. Give me a constitution saving throw, Rory. Pass that goat leg here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Janessa just hands over a bit. This is kind of entertaining. Oh, yeah, you're telling me. Um, 25. Okay, so you stay holding on to me, <laughs> and you and you take uh, half damage, which is 13. Well, okay, this is my question. Were you casting the Thunder Wave through your own body? It radiates from me. Okay, so um, I'm just going to try and, um, like, choke him out, like, until he passes out. <laughs> and and so, in a way, so that he can't speak as well. Oh, no. Does he have him oh. pinned? Can I run over there and slide next to them and then start slapping the ground? Like, <laughs> one, two, Uh, yeah, as soon as I feel my consciousness fading, I just drop my weapons and tap you in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> and Janessa's just like, yeah! And she like stands up and claps, and she's like, that was great. Look, the halfling one. That means you give me silver. And she's like poking uh, Telnus with the, the bone what? of the goat leg. All right, you guys split this three silver, and I, uh. I give over three silver. <laughs> Janessa Wait breaks one in half and gives it, <laughs> <laughs> I thank you. Gives it to Ayas. Yeah, I, I say to Rory, well, uh, I knew it was a long shot, but I I thought I'd last more than a round. That was... Wait, people are making money off of me winning, and it's not me? Uh, <laughs> looks well, like it. doesn't no, seem right. <laughs> not me. I'm not doing it. I'm losing money on you. What's new? Leon definitely made a lot of money off of you. <laughs> Well, Kaloon, sorry I couldn't help you figure out what your new weapon does. I mean, you know, I hurt you a bit. You know, that's more than I, I would have thought was possible. So, you actually, well, you got one solid hit on me with that new uh, magical weapon. Uh, and I almost dodged your next attack, but, uh, yeah, you, you knocked me far loop. Hey, right. Tell me this. Can I, can I get a heal? Come get some of this goat. Oh, that sounds delicious. Um, I give him a heal. Oh, that's. Funny. I think I think you actually hurt me more than I hurt you. <laughs> I might have. I think so. When you guys get back to the fire, Janessa just like says, um, "Here's your cut," and she throws the half, uh, her half silver piece at you. <laughs> the one at me at Rory. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, don't know how I can spin that. I don't know what kind of slot machine that'll go into, but thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I thought halflings use half lot slots. <laughs> no, that's a common misconception. <laughs> it, it's like deep within the night. You guys got that like post adventure energy, 
And so when you finally fall asleep, you definitely sleep well into the next day. And Janessa gets up and uh, she starts breaking down camp and she's just like, well, we've already, uh, we've already lost some time, so. Yeah, you guys slept a very long time. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys begin to traverse. You make your journey for the next two days and you suffer no combat. You suffer nothing more than just like, oh, I misstepped and had to grab my friend and get him back up. But for the most part, this is a relatively peaceful travel in these caves. Janessa tells you a tale of how she has just recently come across Brim Corin and how her team of adventurers has um, had failed their adventure. And she's now out here kind of trying to make right by it, by helping Lady Brit and making a better world for Traylon because she feels kind of sorrowful. You faced him? Oh, um, yeah. Me and a group of, uh, two other adventurers. Uh, three, actually. Um, uh, Kila was there, and uh, Kara Selvi, who I mentioned earlier, she's an elf of Norholm, actually of the San- Sandalwood tribe. Mm, yes. Uh, and uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Silen, who was a monk from the Oak tribe. From the Oak? Wow. Ah, yeah. Yeah. We, we teamed together to try to find this shadow, shadow fang dagger. And we worked with a wizard named Bartom. Right. Uh, yes. Huh. His name comes up a lot. I know I him well. My ears, my ears kind of perk up. Like, oh yes, Bartom. I'm familiar. Really? Because I had mentioned him earlier a couple days ago in the caverns, and you you pretended like you didn't know him. No, I don't. I don't think so. I didn't hear you. <laughs> I know him well. She's just squinting at Telmius. <laughs> you know him well. You know the wizard of the forest. Yeah, the yes. sandalwood forest. Ah, yeah. The same. He's the one who had many, many books and and was able to tell us what the dagger was and help us try to stop Brim. But after they destroyed the Elder Tree, it things got bad after that. Uh, they destroyed the Elder Tree, huh? Yeah, apparently that's where this dagger was being protected by many of the Elven ancestors. Uh, so mm. Brim did get away, just like how he got away with the Cloak of Shadows from Henry Locke. What is his secret? This Brim took the Cloak of Shadows and the dagger, what, what did you call it? Shadow Fang. Shadow Fang. So he took both of them. Mm. Yeah, he's already so powerful, and now he has these relics. So, But all our endeavor to try to discover him and try to find him and get these back... It came to nothing. We spent months afterward, but um, since then our group has disbanded. I joined the body girls, or Lady Brittany, and became a captain, and Car Selvi, well, we actually might run into her sometime. <gasps> it depends on how things go with the orcs. Hmm. Interesting. Now she's the only one we have yet to meet of the body girls, right? Um, Car Selvi never really paid much mind to the resistors, so she's not a part of the, the body oh, girls. okay. I was the last of them for you guys to meet. Right. Huh. Wow, Whoa. that's a lot. I, uh... Any tale of Brim, honestly, 
really gets my adrenaline going. Um, wow, I, I'm surprised you came out alive, so kudos, that's amazing. Yeah, he had attacked a settlement named Sineath and went inland from there. No! What? Yeah. Uh, Lunessa was able to protect many of the villagers that were at the Restoration Festival, but there was much destruction to the settlement. <sighs> he always leaves embers in his wake. The stories precede him. Wow, that's insane. Yes, I, uh... We're gonna have to take him down, too. Guys. Yes, it sounds like a lot has happened since we've been gone. <laughs> we've been gone for so long. Since you've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> Janessa pulls out her violin and starts nope, breaking out. No, nope, no, nope, we're not doing that again. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, I'm sorry. you, mis- you misread it. the situation. It's fine. I do it all the time. Yeah, a, a lot has happened here back in Trayland uh, since that expedition. So, But I'm glad to, to see that you all have returned and have a heart to help the people uh, and not just the lords and ladies of Westwick. That's how it must be. I None of us are lords or ladies, so... Yeah. Fuck the bourgeoisie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, except for Lady Brit. I mean, she's a lady, but we like her. Oh, yeah. I mean, we like her. Yeah. I mean, I I I don't like like her. I just, you know, I mean, I like her. I mean, not that I, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to like, like liking her, but I mean, I just, we all, everybody, everybody likes her. Everybody likes her. Uh Side eye, Rory. Okay. Janessa's just (laughs) waggling her eyebrows. I love Lady Brit. She almost murdered my father. Whoa, that's kind of cool. You, lo- you love her. You love her, R- Rory. Calm down. You tell me, you like you love her. Love her. What? It- oh, like you're. In I'm love sorry. With her? No, no. I meant the other form of love, where like she's just really I- cool. I think that's awesome. Okay, R- Rory goes out of rage. <laughs> <laughs> Janessa had leaned down to, or had leaned down to uh, Telnius and was like three silver on the halfling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not again. No. Um, so you guys kind of continue small talk, I guess, wrapping up that Janessa mentions, you know, although a lady, it is best to see Brit as a queen now for that is the, that is the position we hope to put her in. So you guys make your way through these caverns, two days pass and the, the caverns are beautiful that you pass through more of just the shimmering. Uh, There's lots of times other than conversation where you're just in awe of the beauty of what is underneath the mountains and finally a little bit of spark comes from your ring and Knox's voice comes through oh just just ahead just through that crevice and there is a small space when you look up where your group will need to kind of like turn sideways and shuffle through and Janessa says um should I should I go first uh, By all means. Yeah, okay. Sure. Sure. If you want to. Yeah, if you're offering. All right. Yeah, she she kind of like puts her hands uh, to her blades, the kukris at her hips, and she takes a deep breath in, pulls her cloak around her a little bit better, and starts shuffling through this crevasse. You wait, all is it make... a crevice or a crevasse? Oh, wait. Those are two different things? No, you've just said it both ways. <laughs> you, wait, you can't have it both ways, Andrew. I, I go both ways. <laughs> okay. 
fair enough. As you all make your way slowly through uh, this small opening, you come out the other end. As you emerge from between the rocks, a fluorescent blue and green light overtakes your sight. As you step into the opening, there is a repetitive thudding. You put your hand over your eyes to better see what is before you and your group. And there is a small orcish child wearing a simple black tunic, kicking a leather ball against the rocks in front of him. He is backdropped by a massive underground city. Phosphorescent lamps, lightning bugs, and silver buildings illuminate the busy metropolis. The thudding stops. The boy looks at your group squeezing through this tiny opening. His jaw drops, stretching his gray skin. Black freckles pock his face and meld into his black wiry hair. Um, <clears throat> and she, <laughs> Janessa like looks to the rest of you. Hello, and she raises her hand. We claim the law of hospitality. May we speak with your leaders? Guys, guys, put up your hands. Yeah, I put up my hands. Just stay, stay calm. Yeah. My hands go up. Same. Yeah, Janessa's both her hands are up. And the child just is like, looking at each of you one at a time and just uh, uh, and we get maybe like a quick close up to each of your faces and it's like you know to Telnius and then back to the orc Kalun huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and, yeah. huh? and then Ayas white hair and then it's like halfling I've never even seen <laughs> your guys <laughs> I'm using the zoom. It's again. great, but yeah, we this just perfect. We just get these like zoom in shots of like him <laughs> one by one looking at your crew, and you know maybe one of you's like picking your nose at the time, um, <gasps> and it intensifies until finally, Mama, and the boy tucks tail and runs as fast as he can, leaving the ball rolling toward you. You all have arrived, by strange means, to the Silver Vein Tribe. I looked it up while we were talking. A crevasse is a deep crack or fracture found in an ice sheet or glacier, as opposed to a crevice huh. that forms in rock. Whoa. Yeah, I didn't know there was I a learned different. Something. So they actually are different. Oh, nice. They are two different things. Thanks, Brad. So you were wrong, Andrew. You don't go both ways. <laughs> That's crazy. 